If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Night Falls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, warm your hands beside the fire, and I'll tell you one of my favourite tales. Tonight's story is about learning to celebrate the differences that set us apart from others. Just as I followed my instincts and returned to nightfalls to live and thrive in a rather rural environment in comparison to my friends, Tonight's tale sees a young nightingale with talents rather different to his peers, but no less worth celebrating. Before we journey up into the thick and fruitful canopy of the trees, let's take a moment to relax. Coming to a comfortable position Allow yourself a moment to tune into your body. Listen to the sound of your breath as it gently washes in and out of your lungs. There is nothing or no one more important right now than your relaxation. So grant yourself permission to be your own number one priority. Center your attention on the sound of my voice as you scan down your body in search of any physical or emotional tension lingering within you. And allow yourself to let go of it with each cycle of your breath. 
sending your attention into the crown of your head, to the muscles that knit your brow together and span your temples. Draw a deep breath in and gather up any tension lingering there. Now, as you exhale, release it from your body on the current of your breath. Next, send your attention to your neck and shoulders, gathering up any strain stored there as you inhale, and letting go of it as you sigh out in relief. Think into the muscles of your back and your hips as you breathe in, and free yourself of the stress that's banded up there as you exhale and feel it drain from your body. Shift your focus into your arms and legs as you draw in a final deep breath and feel those muscles lengthening and loosening as you exhale. Now, if you're feeling relaxed, tonight's tale can begin. On the tallest branch of the highest tree in Birch Forest lived a mother nightingale and her nest. She sat protectively over her five eggs, day upon day, keeping them warm and safe in preparation for the day they would hatch into the world. When that special day finally came, she beamed with pride as her five chicks used their tiny beaks to push their way out of their cosy shell cocoons and opened their eyes to the bright new world. She had two girls whom she named Linda and Olive and three boys whom she called Jack, Albert and Fred. The five hatched chicks were as sweet as could be. They chirruped happily every morning, wishing a good day to the fellow creatures that lived in their tree, and chatted away until their mother would return with their meals. She was a very doting mother and always made sure that her five babies received equal amounts of food so that they all had the best possible start in their young lives. All five chicks were so small that you could cradle them in the palm of your hand and they wouldn't even cover a quarter of it. From a distance, they looked simply like little balls of fluffy grey feathers when you got up close, there were distinct differences to tell each baby bird apart. Little Linda and Olive were covered in grey feathers, but Linda had a splodge of white across her forehead, and Olive had a raven black beak that stuck out prominently. 
the boys, Jack, Albert and Fred, were slightly more shaggy than the girls. With Fred having the fluffiest of faces, so much that you could barely see his little eyes peeping out from behind his feathers. Albert was the darkest of the bunch, tinted a dark grey that was almost blue in tone. And little Jack was the smallest of the five. His feet were almost too big for his little body, and he often stumbled over the twigs of their nest as his long toes caught in them regularly. Of course, it is no matter what a chick looks like, as the true testament to their beauty and grace comes with age. All chicks look the same at first, but when they grow up, they flourish with colour and style. While the two girls grew up to be rather lovely nightingales, it was the boys who truly flourished. After all, it is the males of the species that are required to do the wooing. Jack, Albert and Fred all grew beautiful long wings with reds and browns blended together to create the smoothest of earthy colours. Their white breasts jutted out proudly and their long slender legs allowed them to hop gracefully from branch to branch with ease. Just as Jack had large feet as a chick, he had even bigger ones as an adult. His legs were longer than the average nightingale, and he stood taller than his brothers, with extra long claws that gripped even the thickest of branches. Luckily for him, the nightingales don't attract a mate through their beautiful feathers and dashing good looks. They woo the ladies with their captivating melodic song. The only problem was, Jack was a terrible singer. His brothers had been blessed with the lungs of opera singers and divine vocal cords by Mother Nature. And they sang out into the air, perched on their branches. Every creature stopped to listen. But when Jack opened his beak to release his vain attempts at a melody, the squirrels ran back into the tree trunks. The rabbits hid back in their burrows underground. And the other birds laughed at him. How disappointing it is to hear a nightingale with no song he overheard a catty bluefinch say one day. Jack 
was so disheartened by his singing voice that he rarely dared open his beak to try. He was worried what the other birds might whisper about him. Some days, he would fly out to the vast open nearby fields and squawk out into the air, hoping that nobody would hear him. But no matter how hard he tried, or how many times he practiced, he could not find his song. Every note was flat and positively tuneless. With spring fast approaching, he knew that he must do something about his dreadful singing voice. Otherwise, he would be forced to watch as the other birds found their mates. And he would be left all alone. Flying to the side of his brother Albert, he asked him for help. Albert, how did you find your song? You sing so beautifully and always know how to hit the right notes. Albert pondered for a moment, racking his brain to recall the moment when he found his song. His eyes lit up at the memory, and he told his brother with a wistful smile. It happened one day as I flew through the woodland, after a morning of picking berries from the nearby orchard. My stomach was full to the brim of delicious, succulent berries, and I felt joyful. As I flew past one particular tree, I noticed a female nightingale perched upon a branch. She locked eyes with me, my heart fluttered with excitement. I'd never seen a nightingale of such beauty. I stopped to rest on a branch opposite her and ruffled my feathers and opened my mouth to speak. But instead, a radiant song emanated from my mouth. I barely even noticed it happening. It felt so natural. It was only after it happened that I realized that I had discovered my song. After all, that is what our songs are for. We have them to help us find our mates. So I'm sure when you find the right nightingale, it will happen for you. Jack felt uplifted and inspired by his brother's story. Although Albert had always had a voice as delicate as wind chimes, he had truly come into his own since this chance encounter with the Lady Nightingale. Perhaps that was all he needed to do. He needed to seek out a lady worthy of his song. Gliding through the woodland on the breeze, Jack flew looking everywhere for signs of a beautiful nightingale. Eventually, he heard them before he saw them 
His ears pricked up as he passed the sound of several melodic voices coming from a nearby tree. As he drew closer, he saw a gaggle of female nightingales gossiping on a thick tree branch. They were so deep in conversation, they barely noticed him arrive as he planted himself down on a branch below them. Scanning the ladies, he searched for a nightingale worthy of his song. His eyes fell upon a dainty bird with a bright orange beak. She stood out from the rest with her unique beauty, and he decided that she was the one. He felt his heart begin to race with anticipation, and he cleared his throat and took a deep breath to sing. But the sound that came out was definitely not what he had imagined in his head. Instead of the crystal clear chimes of a sweet melody, a raspy squawk unleashed from his beak, and the ladies all turned their heads to look at him in distaste. Are you trying to sing? One of the female nightingales scoffed from up on her branch before giggling. Oh dear, another bird commented as the gaggle of ladies began to openly laugh at his vain attempt. The attractive nightingale with the orange beak didn't laugh like the others, but she did bow her head awkwardly. Jack felt his cheeks flush with embarrassment, and he immediately took flight and flew away, praying that he would never see those birds again. That evening, his kind sister Olive tried to comfort him. It's all right, Jack. There are many nightingales around. I'm sure you will find someone in the spring. But spring is coming up so fast, he sobbed. It is only a matter of weeks until the sun will begin to rise earlier in the morning and then everybody will start to pair off, and I'll be left on my own. Olive knew how important it was for a nightingale to find their song, and she knew how fussy the ladies could be when it came to choosing their partner. One nightingale would want to mate with a bird with no song. It was practically expected, that a nightingale could sing. Yet here was Jack with tied up vocal cords. At that moment, their brother Fred flew to their side. Whatever is the matter, Jack old boy, Fred greeted them cheerfully. Olive laid her wing around Jack's shoulders and spoke for him softly. Jack still can't find his song and is worried that he won't find it in time for the spring. Oh, that is a worry, old boy, Fred replied, frowning as he tried to come up with a solution. I know what you should do. 
he suddenly volunteered with a smile on his face. Jack looked up hopefully, with anticipation rising in his chest. You should go and see my singing teacher, Falsetto Frank, Fred suggested optimistically. He really helped me when I was having some pitching problems. Thanks to Frank, I'm now pitch perfect and never sing a note wrong. Jack's eyes grew wide with hope and Olive nodded her head in agreement. Yes, Jack, you should go see a singing teacher, she concurred. Jack felt suddenly hopeful. Perhaps he could be ready by the spring with falsetto Frank's help. Frank would have one heck of a task on his wings, but if he could magically transform tone-deaf Jack into a singing superstar, then his reputation would surely skyrocket. Fred introduced Jack to Frank the following day, and they set to work trying to cast some magic on Jack's flailing vocal cords. Frank was well known for being an expert singer, with one of the most notable voices in the woodland. When you heard Frank's voice, you knew it was him. His heavenly refrain floated through the air like fairy dust, casting a spell on any creature that heard it. He was a rather old bird now, and preferred to keep to himself during the spring. So instead, he liked to help out his fellow male nightingales and impart his vocal wisdom onto them to aid them in their quest for a mate. Falsetto Frank's reputation of transforming weary warblers into stunning songsters was well-renowned throughout the bird kingdom. He had even been enlisted to train precarious blackbirds and woodlarks. However, even with his untouched good reputation, Frank had his work cut out with poor Jack. No matter how many arpeggios Frank made Jack sing, or how many vocal trills he asked him to do, every single note was off-key. After a week of daily singing lessons, starting as early as the sun rose, and finishing as the day came to a close, Jack had made little to no progress. Falsetto Frank hated to give up on a client, but after a week of exhaustive lessons, he deemed Jack untrainable and a lost cause. Any hopes that Jack had felt that he may find his song in time for spring were dashed. Spring seemed to come around even sooner than anticipated this year, and the animals of the forest were all giddy with excitement. Creatures were beginning to come out of hibernation that hadn't been seen in a long while, and everybody felt fresh and recharged ready for the promise that spring would bring. Then the bustling, busy summer ahead. 
Anticipation buzzed in the air as the birds prepped and prepared themselves for the mating season. But one sad little bird couldn't seem to muster up the same excitement. Poor Jack would sit sadly on a tree branch and watch his brothers and sisters goodly prepare for their first ever mating season. Olive and Linda were brimming with enthusiasm for the prospect of having their own nest of chicks to care for soon. And Fred and Albert rehearsed their sweet songs over and over again, singing in perfect harmony with one another. Jack looked on, wondering what could have been if only he had been born with the same gifts as every other nightingale in the wood. Linda sat down next to her little brother and gazed out on the woodland below. Jack knew that she would make a wonderful mother and prayed that she wouldn't have a chick with the same problem as Jack. Are you not excited, Jack? She asked him, blissfully unaware of his inner plight. No, I'm not, he sulked. I wish I could be. I wish I could be joining my brothers to sing a rousing song and find a partner. But I've been cursed with this blasted voice of mine. Any female who hears it laughs at me and flies away. Linda looked into her brother's sad eyes and stretched her wing across his back. We're all blessed in some way, Jack. But that doesn't mean that we are always blessed in the same way as others. Linda tried to reassure him gently. But I'm a nightingale, he cried in exasperation. As a breed, we are meant to be able to sing. And I can't sing a single note in tune. If you spend your whole life worrying about what you can't do, then you will forever miss out on what you can do. Linda responded with an element of sisterly, tough love. Yes, you haven't been born with the voice of an angel, but you are a kind, healthy, resourceful young bird, and any female would be lucky to be your partner. Your brothers may be better singers than you, Albert is clumsy at hunting for food, and Fred is so busy perfecting his song that he forgets to take a look around and check who is listening. He will find a partner eventually, but only when you begin to believe in yourself, for who you are, and what you can do, instead of focusing on what you can't do. Jack was taken aback by his sister's words. She may not have comforted him and dried his tears in the way that his other siblings had, but she had done something much more helpful. She had given him the kick that he needed to stop feeling sorry for himself and to get up and do something about his predicament. Perhaps he had been focusing his energy on the wrong thing all along. Yes, 
he couldn't sing a note. But perhaps there were other ways that he could make himself known to the female nightingales. The following day was a very special day for the nightingales of the woodland. Today would be the moment where the young birds would gather in the prettiest area of the wood, where the flowers bloomed bright in the spring sunshine, and the birds would dust the branches of the nearby trees to find their partners. As Albert, Fred and Jack took up their spots on one of the branches, they scanned the trees opposite. The males all sat on one side of the trees, and the females gathered on the other. This was so that they could all get a good look at each other, and the men had their platform to put on a performance to woo their prospective partners. If the male song was good enough, the ladies would fly over to accept their advances, and the coupled up nightingales would fly off with their newfound partners. Jack felt very shy as he looked across at the lovely female birds opposite. He knew that he didn't have much to offer in the way of a song, but he hoped that some nightingale might take pity on him and choose him regardless. As the male nightingales began to sing and their song began to resonate throughout the woodland, the sound was simply magical. Jack closed his eyes and felt like he was floating on fairy dust that lifted him up into the air and embraced him in a sweet symphony of happiness, love, and hope. He'd never heard such an orchestration of delightful harmonies and exhilarating crescendos. Their musicality was exquisite. He understood now why the nightingales were so renowned for their voices. The sound of the nightingales' mating calls was what he imagined heaven sounded like every day. Without him even realising, he began to sway, extending his wings elegantly as he embraced the music. His large feet began to tap on the branch below, and his long legs extended simultaneously as he hopped around on the spot overwhelmed by the melody. As he twirled gracefully in the air and landed back on the branch, he continued to dance contentedly, totally unaware that many female eyes had gradually begun to fall upon him. The ladies were captivated by his passionate performance. He moved to the music perfectly, understanding the swells and the diminuendos, replicating them gracefully with his movement. They had never seen a nightingale move like this before and were completely dazzled. The ladies began whispering to one another, trying to figure out who he was and who he might be attempting to attract. 
Jack was so caught up in the rhythm that he wasn't even paying attention to the ladies. He was lost in his own little dreamlike state. Some of the male nightingales became affronted by Jack's performance and stopped their singing in confusion. What was he doing? This wasn't the way that the men were supposed to attract the women. When they saw the amount of attention that Jack was getting, some of them even attempted to copy his movements. But none of them could dance with the same sincerity and natural rhythm and grace as Jack. Jack was blissfully unaware of the stir he was creating as he danced around, overcome by the music. He had never felt more happy and content. He didn't care what anybody else thought of him. All he wanted to do was enjoy this moment. Eventually, he felt a presence close to him, and he slowly opened his eyes and broke free of his happy delirium. Standing in front of him was a lovely nightingale with soft brown feathers, glistening black eyes and a bright orange beak. It was the female nightingale he had attempted to sing to all those weeks ago. This time, instead of looking at him with pity, she gazed at him as if he was a prince. His sister Linda was right. When you start to believe in yourself and embrace what you can do instead of what you can't do, others will appreciate it too. As soon as Jack had let go and allowed himself to be free, with no worries about what any other birds thought of him. He had become magnetic to the other birds. The females all wanted to be with him, and the males all wanted to be him. That spring was the best spring that had ever been in the woodland. The trees were bustling with song every day as the females protected their nests and the males hunted for food, and the ground was covered with the scurrying of little feet as the creatures of the earth began to expand their families too. Jack's brothers and sisters all found partners and proudly raised their chicks in the treetops just as their mother had done with them. Jack even had a handful of chicks to raise himself with his newfound partner. But this wasn't the main thing that made Jack so happy that spring. Yes, he had found somebody to raise a family with, just like he had always wanted. But he had also found something even more important. His self-belief. For years to come, Jack would help the nightingales of the woodland learn how to dance, just as he had needed help from Falsetto Frank to find his song. He now helped others who faced the same predicament as he did. He helped them to find their feet when they couldn't find their voice. 
if you think about it. Jack did find his song in the end. However, he didn't find it within himself. But he found it within the songs of all his fellow nightingales. Just goes to show how when everyone comes together, miracles can happen. <laughs>